Welcome to episode 15 of $5 Tuesdays, a weekly movie review podcast hosted by Skylar and me, Davis. Skylar, they said we couldn't do it, but we made it to 15. It's like a, a one, what, one eighth of a century or something? 15 podcast episodes is one eighth of a century? Oh, well, yeah, you know, the 15, like one, oh, one eighth oh, of a hundred. Okay, okay, okay. We're, 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 yeah, get, yeah, we're getting yeah. there. I, I I think I, I think we. I we thought you were celebrate. commenting on how long our episodes were. <laughs> if if you've listened this far, uh, you you you've listened ninety nine years of 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 podcasts. Uh, so t- today we're going to climb the mountain, get over the century mark. No, no, I think we should celebrate. What was it you were drinking? Uh, I'm, I'm having, you know what, this is, this is obviously not an ad, uh, but Walmart has these clear American pineapple coconut waters. Uh, they are, I mean, delicious. It's a, it's like a sparkling water. Um, but it's, it's, it's not, it, it, it's not like of the, um, what is the incredibly popular uh, carbonated water that everyone drinks? Oh, LaCroix. Wait, Perrier? Oh, LaCroix. Or, yeah, LaCroix, Perrier. Like, you, you get the idea. Those... LaCroix might as well be non-flavored, but it is right. somehow flavored. Right. The, the, the joke is that, like, like you, you know how when you pack a banana in your lunch and your sandwich tastes vaguely reminiscent of a banana the whole time like your your spicy italian sub all of a sudden has a hint of banana that that's what Lacroix tastes oh. like like they, they 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 put grapefruits next to cans of carbonated water and just hope that the essence filters in no these these sparkling waters clear american you can get them at walmart uh they're like full flavored beverages but they're technically water so i uh, I, I feel good drinking them. Um, if, if you opened up a can of Perrier and put it in the fridge with like a, a durian, I oh guarantee that would have some strong flavor. Like durian, durian is not subtle at all. Like that flavor rubs off big time. Yeah. So durian, like d- durian, you, you can smell it through your skin after you've eaten it. Uh, for, for, for those who are not familiar, durian is an incredibly pungent fruit that is found mainly in the Philippines. Uh, I, I believe it's also in like Indonesia and Thailand, but yep. the best durian is made in the Philippines and they have, uh, some F- Filipinos who grow up around it love durian. I, I, I had a friend in the Philippines who said that if he could, he would buy durian-scented uh, perfume for his wife. Oh, gosh. That, that, that was Alvin Daisog. Um, but <laughs> if... For, for the uninitiated, durian hits you like a ton of bricks in just about every way. It, it looks like something from the planet Mars. Uh, the, the, the first time I ate it, like it went straight for my sinuses and I thought I had eaten paint or something. I mean, it's, it's just so assaultingly fragrant and flavorful uh, that you, you, you just can't like get past it. So 
to, to Skylar's point, I believe that if you were to pop open a few Perrier's, you, you'd have a very full flavored beverage after a few hours of it being in the general proximity of a durian fruit. <laughs> I heard, so I, I love Mountain Dew Baja Blast. Um, and I, I mean, I don't get to have it very often just because it's like for the longest time had been a Taco Bell special. Mm-hmm. Um, I found out recently that Sam's Club sells cans of Mountain Dew Baja Blast. And so I'm, I, uh, I may be uh, making a trip to Sam's soon, but mm. sparingly. I, I, I feel like I just got to like, I, I'm into the, like Bubbly is a pretty good brand of the, like the sparkling, uh, what do you even call those? It's like a flavored. Yeah, like sp- not sparkling water. Sparkling, yeah, sparkling water. water. It's a sparkling water. There's the, the uh, what was it? LaCroix was the other mm-hmm. one we mentioned. And I believe there's another one. There, there are quite a few, but um, they're, they're getting more and more popular. And I, they're, they're a healthy alternative. So I feel like you can't go wrong. Yeah, no doubt. Um, I, I, again, like Clear American, I, I don't know how many other podcasts you're sponsoring, but please, like we're, we're on our knees here. Uh, yep. I, I, I've actually been a very good evangelist of, of, of this brand. I've, I've turned a few friends onto it and they, they're all very surprised, very pleased when they take a sip. Who, who, who is someone realistic you think we could get to come on the podcast? Donnie Osmond? <laughs> <laughs> now, Donnie, take us there. When victory was this close for you as the peacock in season one of The Masked Singer. <laughs> uh, spoiler alert! Uh, I, I, I think, I, I, I frankly think that uh, Donnie may be a little bit high. <laughs> what about Jeff Probst? Jeff Probst probably still... A little too high, but I, I I think we're getting warmer. We're getting okay. Warmer. Okay, I wasn't sure if Probst was a step down or a step up from Donnie. <laughs> I I probably have too much respect for for Dancing with the Stars champion uh, Donnie Osmond, but if, if if nothing else, Donnie Osmond has proven his his ability to play ball with with things that that may be a little outside the norm. Do you think we could get Gary Busey? Gary Busey's probably uh, would like. How would you even get in touch with him? I I, I imagine at the, I these know. days Gary Busey Instagram. only. I I I think Gary Busey only takes requests via like Carrier Pigeon or like Smoke Signal He's or something. Probably not on social media. Like Ahmad yeah. Best, I thought was going to be easier, but his um his like fame has drastically grown since the <laughs> since the release of jedi temple challenge so yeah oh my gosh i i, I think if we if we had gotten in probably 2008 that that that, that was probably the the valley of of Ahmad best's fame uh still still just getting dunked on by by everyone on like forums on online and everything uh just you know in 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 2008 i feel like the love for the prequels was was still very low 
but there, 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 there's been a lot of rehabilitation of that brand ever since. Yep. And, and now his star's never been brighter. Do, do you think in like, how long has it been since Revenge of the Sith came out? 10 years? No, it's been longer than that. Oh, oh. <laughs> you revenge, for, for some reason, you said Revenge of the Sith. I heard Empire Strikes Back. I was like, it has very famously been 40 years <laughs> since, uh, since Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> like, wow, you and McGregor's old. Um, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty sure Revenge of the Sith came out in 2005. Yeah, 2005. So it's been 15 years. Okay. Do you think in 15 years or, you know, at this time, or at this point, 14 years, do you think the Rise of Skywalker will have the same, you know, like the same like positive uh, overall view by, by Star Wars fans? Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, a, a certain section of Star Wars fans. So I, I think that, I, I, I think that the kids who grew up knowing, no, knowing nothing other than Ray and Kylo Ren and Finn and Poe and all that jazz will have a a, a, a reverence. For this trilogy, that 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 other Star Wars fans, older Star Wars fans, simply will not have, and I think that's good. Um, you know, you you and I grew up as the prequels were coming out, and so I, I think that there is a love for that. Like, if nothing else, it takes us back to our childhood, and 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 I think that in in like manner. Uh, this will serve as that for, for the people who are kids nowadays. Okay. Um, yeah, I think, I think that's all I wanted to say about star Wars. I'm I'm trying, I'm trying to limit my star Wars content at least as we're getting warmed up here. Yeah. Let's kind of, you know, round into shape before we really uh, (laughs) go on any star Wars tangents. Right. Right. Um, all right. Well, with that in mind, do we have any corrections? Oh, I, we, we I don't have don't, to. <laughs> I don't even remember what we reviewed last time. Last time we reviewed Christopher Nolan's smash hit Tenet. Tenet. Okay. Yeah. How did I forget? No, I, I don't think, I don't think everything I said was spot on. So I didn't have anything. Yeah. Pitch perfect. Uh, okay. I, I didn't want to include this in the fast five, but I'll, I'll just touch on it very briefly. I saw today tenant has, uh, tenant has amassed, uh, $307 million in, in, in worldwide box office. And it still needs to get another 93 million, uh, before it breaks even on its budget. Oh my gosh. So it was not worth the theatrical release for the, at least for, in terms of like, it was for the fans, but right. financially wasn't worth it. Well, we'll uh, yeah. Is that just domestic or is that overall? No, that, that, that's overall D- oh domestic. It's been doing not very good. Wow. Wow. Uh, yeah. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about this a little bit later, but if Tenet you. Part two. Yeah. <laughs> he he just 
he, he takes all the scenes that were left on the cutting room floor and makes a tenant two just to try and make back the budget. <laughs> they just do a re-release right after just like uh, infinity war or what was I, it? No, uh, in game. Yeah. Do, do like in game. Like uh, now there's over 15 minutes of bonus content. It's like <laughs> one, one, one scene of professor Hulk just trying on V-neck sweaters uh, and, and not being able to find anything that fits. That, that's how they beat the record, wasn't it? They weren't going to beat the record until nope. they re-released. Nope. And, and so I, I didn't go for like the the theatrical re-release. They, they, they should have called it Avengers Endgame colon help us beat Avatar. Uh, but <laughs> right. a, 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 apparently like 15, like 10 of the 15 minutes of bonus stuff was just Joe and Anthony Russo like thanking everyone prematurely for helping them break the record and like, you know, I, I don't know. It Endgame was a spectacular movie, uh, but but it definitely went out with a whimper because of that that push to get it to number one. I am happy that someone dethroned Avatar. I I just wish it was. I don't know. I, it doesn't feel like the real champion. I I I. I have heard from a lot of like movie insiders that if, if things had gone different, um, you know, with like COVID and quarantine and just the, the timing of this release, it, it was going to be between trolls world tour and Scoob to, to break that record. What? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? I, <laughs> yeah, what, what, one of them was going to get to $3 billion if it weren't for quarantine. Trolls, Trolls World Tour, oh my gosh. You know what's so funny? My wife, Grace, saw Trolls World Tour and thought that all of those were original Trolls songs. Or no, 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 the first Trolls movie. And so we, we, heard, we heard a bunch of these playing on the radio, and she's like, hey, what the heck? I thought this was from Trolls. And I'm like, no, they covered all these songs. I think there might be a couple originals. But most of the songs on that show are are covers from other I don't know, other places. But yeah, there there there's the one like dance, 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 dance. I just can't do a ticket to for you right. dance, dance. Uh, but uh, other than that, I I believe the vast majority were uh, were covers. I, I will say, I I don't know who was in charge of like merchandising for for trolls, but for years. Years after after Trolls released, the Macy's last act section where where like the clearance of clearance, like take an additional 25% off of like us even being able to make a profit off of this stuff, had so many trolls themed ties, bow ties, uh pocket squares, socks, like you you if, if it was a men's dress wear accessory. They had so much trolls crap, and uh, like, did did trolls release right before Father's Day or something? Did did, did they think that there was just going to be a huge run uh, from these kids on on trolls related high end menswear? <laughs> did you end up buying it out? Oh my gosh, I I've got a closet full now. <laughs> You're like, I can't turn that stuff down. <laughs> <laughs> It, it, it's it's like Beanie Babies 2.0, like 
baby, I swear that the value on this is about to hit the roof. Oh, Elder Anderson there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's great. We have a standing water. Standing water. That is a reference that only Skylar and I will uh, will understand, and I'm not even going to bother to. Uh, okay, no, nope. yeah. it's not worth it. Not worth it. Cool. No corrections. Uh, no what's correct. going on with you? What's going okay. on with you? So Grace gra- Grace got her master's degree finally. Yes, congratulations! Wow, I I just painted that in such a bad light, saying finally. I I did not mean it at all like that, but I meant, um, she she got her her master's degree after working so hard on it. Um, and so we went out last weekend to celebrate and saw the million dollar quartet at a local theater. It was a blast. And before the play, we went to in and out burger and I forgot how much I love in and out burger. I, I enjoy in and out quite a bit. Um, are, are, are you, are you an off menu guy or do you just go right down the line? Yeah, I go on. I stay on menu. I stay on menu. But it, I think it's because I haven't been daring enough to go off. Like, I, I know a lot of people will do animal style mm-hmm. burger or fries or whatever. I, I've never tried that. Um, I've heard good things, but I just love their fries straight up. If, if you like In-N-Out fries for what they are, uh, I, I would probably stay away from animal style. Sometimes animal style, especially for the burger, feels a little bit like a hat on a hat. Uh, It's just like extra cheese and extra spread. Uh, And and so you're, (laughs) you you just, you you put your fingers like on, you you grab the burger and it's already like a molten lava cake that you're trying to hold just with (laughs) Thousand Island dressing and relish uh, pouring out everywhere. Uh, But yeah. I don't know. Go, going off menu is such a fun idea. And then you like try to use the lingo. Like one, one time I was at Del Taco and, and I ordered a certain burrito and I was like, and can I go bold with that? Which means like special sauce and fries loaded in it. And they're like, well, it already has the sauce. So do you just want fries? It's like it, it, embarrassed. I was like, well, I want extra sauce and fries. That, that, that's what I meant when I said go bold. So I just had the Wait, is this wettest... Taco Bell? No, Del Taco. Oh, Del Taco. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. A Western chain for those playing at home on the East Coast. Um, uh, but yeah, no. in and out is excellent. And you, you said it was the Million Dollar Quartet? Yes. Was that, was that like a live performance? Um, yeah, yeah. Wait, like... Are, are like, you, like, were they in person? Yeah, yeah. Johnny Cash. No, <laughs> Johnny <laughs> Cash, Elvis Presley, Jerry Lee Lewis. No, no. I don't know who the Million Dollar Quartet was. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry. I did not know. Okay. So, for those of you who don't know what the Million Dollar Quartet is, it, it it's a true story. So, um, one night in history, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis... Carl Perkins, um, El- Elvis Presley, and Johnny Johnny Cash all got together and recorded some songs in the studio, and we have some pictures that serve as evidence of it. 
but uh, they wrote a play and th this is the second time I had seen it, but one of the most fun shows, uh, Jerry Lee Lewis especially is extra wild. Um, I did not realize his disturbing, uh, his like apparently he married his cousin. Yep, um, very young at, too. At, at, yeah, at the height of his career and he was never the same after that. <laughs> His fame was never the same after that, I should say. Yeah, yeah. He uh, he was like 14 or something like that. Yeah. Um, it, you're, you're not doing a very good job of selling this, but it looks very cool. It was the, so the fun. <laughs> it was so much fun, though. I mean, because Jerry Lee Lewis only jokes about marrying his 14-year-old cousin. You don't actually see the ceremony or anything. Mercifully. <laughs> Like, yeah, yeah, the highlight is when he marries his cousin. Yeah, it's like, wow. <laughs> to, to dedicate all of Act 2 to that felt a little uh, <laughs> a, a little overboard. Well, it that, was a good time. That, that, that's cool. Uh, it, it, it looks like they're, they're performing May 8th, just outside of Philadelphia. So I frankly doubt that I'll be able to get all the way out there for it, but, but I'll, I'll, I'll keep an eye out uh okay for wait a minute i i actually think that this is very out of date i i'm i'm, I'm thinking like, this that is this... from 2015 <laughs> it's like no th th this was their original tour this is from 1956 <laughs> How, who is paying the domain for this website what is going on um yeah that that's that that's really cool i i obviously did not know who the million dollar quartet was but uh <laughs> glad 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 we're glad we're always learning on this podcast wait, wait. yeah 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 definitely um have you had shake shack before yeah yeah we've uh i i have i i i'm trying to decide if i if I if I'm a Five Guys In and Out or Shake Shack guy more, um, but In and Out I, I feel like I I have the uh, just because it's most fresh on my mind. But I do love some Shake Shack as well. I I have found Shake Shack to be fun. Uh, I I I really admire their restraint as a company. Uh, they they they're very particular about where they will put a shake shack uh and, and and it has to meet a lot of different criteria usually it's like are we able to get all of our ingredients fresh enough to this location uh will it will it have like enough curb appeal like i i went to a i went to a shake shack right across the street from the Flatiron building because that gets a lot of like new traffic and everything so uh, they they they're a company that doesn't want to give up much in in the way of like control of the brand but 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 they also want to make sure that a lot of people get to try their burgers so they put it in like very uh very, very high traffic areas have you seen the founder um, I have not, but that's, that's Michael Keaton, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He, it, he's like a, he's like a former superhero. And that's Birdman. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> I am the founder. Um, 
yeah, so he he's he's Ray Kroc, and 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 it's about the the rise of McDonald's, and he's like a total scumbag, but he he gives out all of these uh, all of these franchise, you know, like he he gets like a hundred people to be franchisees. And then he starts going around to the, to the different uh, restaurants and they're selling like fried chicken and mashed potatoes. And like, some of them have like, I don't know, root beer floats or whatever and corn on the cob. And he's like, no, we're not doing that. And anyhow, it, it, it made me appreciate how hard it would be to maintain like a unified brand image. Yeah. Well, and speaking of, I mean, great, Great fast food restaurants. You just touched on one. McDonald's. What's that? Oh. <laughs> <I was laughs> I'm just like, kidding. Uh, <laughs> I just, no, no, I just mess. <laughs> there, there, there's, there's nothing more that I love than coming home from a long day at work and seeing that my, my partner has grabbed us a Travis Scott meal to share. <laughs> Double Did you know? Pounder. What's that? Oh no 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 no! Double quarter pounder of cheese—is that what you're going for? Oh, I'm I'm not going to finish the bit. It's not worth it. I, I was just going to list what's oh. in the Travis Scott meal. It's not funny. Wait, what is the Travis Scott meal? I've never even heard oh, of. Oh, okay. Well, here we go. Um, a couple weeks this ago, this is Travis Scott, the musician, right? Yeah, Travis Scott, father to uh, Kylie Jenner's baby, Stormy, uh, rapper. Okay famous very very high profile houstonite uh he he's he's been cashing in on a lot of like collaborations this year which you know good, good for you travis get yeah get get the bag uh but he he did like this Fortnite stuff where you could get like a travis scott skin earlier in the year and a couple weeks ago he announced the travis scott meal at, at mcdonald's which is a double quarter pounder with cheese and bacon, uh, a medium fry with barbecue sauce as dipping sauce, and then a Sprite. And it was all for six bucks, which all things considered, not a bad deal, like in, right. in terms of fast food meals. And so many people went to go get this that it was like causing supply chain issues in uh, in, in the McDonald's system. Like they didn't have enough bacon or they didn't have enough barbecue sauce packets or their notoriously bubbly Sprite was, was a little flat. So wow. yeah, he say, say what you will Broke about Travis system. Scott, but yeah, he, when, when, when you can disrupt the McDonald's foods, like food chain supply, you <laughs> you're like one of the most influential people in the world. I, you might as well throw me on that list because I one have of the most also... influential people in the world. <laughs> I was just gonna say because I have also been to McDonald's and every time I order McFlurry, especially late at night, <laughs> I seem to disrupt their chain because their <laughs> their ice cream machine is always out. You're like, uh, can... <laughs> uh, and and can I get a mini M and M's McFlurry? We're sorry, the ice cream machine is broke. You like turn and, and and face a camera that's not there what can i say it, it always it's happens to me, me in the car yeah. just me it, in the car it's just like no audience you, you just you turn away like it always happens to me because i'm one of the most influential people in the world and they're like me and travis sir, scott <laughs> sir is that it 
uh, you're like, uh, I'll just have a, uh, yeah, that's it. And you just peel out. <laughs> um, oh my gosh, that's funny. I, I forgot what I was going to say. Something important. I don't think I don't think it was that important. I'm, I'm waiting with bated breath. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably about human centipede. Oh, uh, no. Um, did you know that this is not what I was going to say? But did you know that they have a Five Guys in Paris, France? A Five Guys burger? Bow yes. Five Guys burgers and fries in Paris, France. I have pictures. I took pictures of it. Baby, <laughs> pull the cab over. <laughs> uh, they, they, they have les, les cinq belgaux. Cinq? <laughs> I, 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 I looked you're, up what, what five was in French. Cinq. Oh, cinq. <laughs> la, la cinq belgaux. The five burgers? <laughs> Oh yeah, there needs to be guys. Dang it! <laughs> I, I, okay. I I I just figured that guys was Gar- garçon, saint garçon, saint garçon bagal. I that 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 sounded more Italian than than French. I think no no. I think that was French. I think that was French. Hey, Italians like sing. They sing talk. That sounds great. Yeah. So I mean, so that's crazy, huh? Cool story. <laughs> pretty, pretty crazy, huh? Stuff, <laughs> stuff, stuff that you wouldn't hear about on other podcasts. <laughs> it's groundbreaking. Uh, and anything else other than seeing the million dollar quartet and having one of your favorite burgers? I mean, and, and anything else big happen? Um, I, we're painting. So we in our house we have like fifteen foot ceilings with exposed wooden beams. And so we're painting those right now because they were a dark brown. For some reason, someone decided to paint over the beautiful natural wood with a dark brown paint. Mm. And so I've been painting them white and uh, almost done. Probably finish it tomorrow. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll throw my line in the river one more time and ask anything like, do you see any movies that you want to talk about or uh uh yes like any theatrical re-releases that you went oh! and saw oh ah <laughs> oh, yes well um yeah so we went and saw empire strikes back all right how was that wow I, <laughs> tell me about it was that. so good honestly if we devoted our entire Fast Five to just talking about how cool Empire was, I would be A-OK. Because I, I, when I was, the second I sat down in my seat, I put myself in the position of if I had never seen Empire before, if I was sitting in the theater 40 years ago, like how, how cool it would have been. And it was... Like, I just, I, I appreciated the brilliance of that movie so much because, like, originally A New Hope was meant to be a standalone film. Mm-hmm. And the success of it spurred a sequel. And Empire does things that you do not see in movies today. Like, I was thinking, at the very, the very first scene with our hero, Luke Skywalker, he gets mauled by a wampa and you don't know if he's going to survive. Like, 
you just see his bloodied face and you're like, what just happened? And I, I can't think nuts. of another movie where, where someone gets mauled by a wampa. I like, can't think in, of In all of cinematic history. <laughs> the, does the Star Wars Christmas special have anything? No, it doesn't. Um, <laughs> no, but where like the hero who you just went through this miraculous journey with him in the past mm-hmm. film and he can do no wrong. He, uh, he, he's like, like, he's not doing too hot. Like, I, I don't know. I thought they did such a good job at the beginning. I didn't realize how long they were on Hoth. Like a good chunk of that film is on Hoth. And I didn't yeah, even realize like it. 30 to 45 minutes of it. Yeah. Uh, pr- I did, pr- probably like 30, but still. I did not realize that at all. But um, it was so much fun. We, we did our traditional uh, concessions where it, they're half off right now. And so we paid virtually nothing for concessions. It was a blast. Uh, I, was a blast. I, 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 thought, I thought you meant you did your normal concessions. Like, okay, we can see this movie if we're allowed to sit further back than you like. But I will let you talk through the movie, which I don't like. <laughs> Well, I think we were the only ones in the theater again, which was also amazing. So I, I, I wanted you to be able to share your full experience before revealing that I too, based on your recommendation, went to go see Empire Strikes Back in theaters. Um, and, and I'll say... You were disappointed. <laughs> I didn't <laughs> like it. I really... No. Uh, it's changed my whole opinion of it. So... Just as as a little background, um, my my wife and I have both been feeling pretty burnt out. Uh, I, I I think just like quarantine and and the the lack of routine and the and and the routine that has kind of encroached and, and taken up our time has has been has been a drag. Like we're we're missing a lot of the natural cadences of life. But replacing it is on on the weekends we like don't have that much to do other than chores and getting takeout. So anyway, my 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 wife my my wife came to me with the idea of uh, of of going getting out of town and just kind of doing doing things that we found fun. Um, so we we went to Pittsburgh. We had a blast, and on the way home. We 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 saw a a screening of Empire Strikes Back, uh, forty five minutes to an hour away from uh, fr- from home. So we so we pulled off. It was an old theater. It it, it was one of those ones where like there aren't even steps. Uh, it, it it's just a gradual slope with about twenty to twenty five rows of seats leading to the screen. Um, I I felt very like in the moment, uh, like, like, like <laughs> this, it, there, there's a good chance that there was a butt in the very seat that I sat who watched Empire in 1980. Uh, and probably a bear butt too. Yeah. <laughs> just a bunch of nudists came in and, and rented the theater. <laughs> uh, no, it, it was, it, it was, it was really, really great. And, and like you said, I think for the first time in my life, I was able to watch it and enjoy it as like as a film, not necessarily as Star Wars. Yes, uh, definitely. Like I, I know the narratives of these movies very well at this point, right? But 
I'm, I'm normally just watching it now either as kind of like a just turn your brain off and enjoy or I'm watching to try and pick up like little bits of lore, maybe fun, yeah. fun quotes or something. But watching, watching it in the theater made me appreciate it like as an actual film, as a movie, as, as a contribution to, you know, to, to, the, to the cinematic landscape. And I, I, I understand now, finally, why, why people regard Empire Strikes Back as kind of the, the crown jewel of, of the Star Wars uh, franchise. Right after we finished, we came home and started Return of the Jedi too. It, we we got Ooh. an early enough showing to where we were able to come home, and it's just like I, to follow up a New Hope with something that good. It's just oh, it's so cool, and I don't know. It, it it was it was really fun acting like I hadn't seen the film before and putting mm-hmm. myself in the position of like. What would I be thinking if, if, you know, this was the first time I had seen in theaters? Like if I was, you know, back in the day yeah, seeing it. It was it, cool. It, 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 it was very cool. And I, I, I wonder as well, like, uh, and, and, and I promise this will be my last Star Wars comment and then we can roll right on. Um, but it, it makes me, it, it makes me wonder like, people who were who were waiting to to see this film right like they saw star wars in 1977 waited 3 years and all all of these things were new like the snow speeders hoth luke being able to use the force to reach out and grab his lightsaber the wampa the tauntauns like everything was like the at-ats i i i i couldn't even like imagine how cool that that was seeing that for the first time and and the the whole movie just you know being c- continuing to grow this 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 incredibly expansive universe uh, and and I hope that I I I do love the fan servicey stuff I love when we like retread over like old Ray Palpatine stuff. yeah oh gosh I love that yeah that was so <laughs> fun um, <laughs> but. But 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 I, I I do yearn for like exploring new pockets of of this universe. Like yep. if we had a trilogy and we didn't see Tatooine the whole time, I'd be okay with that. Yeah. Contrary to what they seem to believe, I, I'm okay if we leave Tatooine, an intentionally obscure speck of dust in the entire universe, alone <laughs> for for a small a small period of time. Or Tatooine two Jakku. Right. Yeah, they're they're like, let's not go to Tatooine yet. But we definitely need to have a young protagonist on a desert planet in some podunk, you know, doormat of of the universe. Yeah, that's right. Oh gosh. I loved it though. Yeah. Would recommend everyone go see Empire before it leaves theaters. Agreed. Uh and you know what? Let's uh let's dive into the fast five. I Okay. Apropos of what we've been talking about, I'm I'm gonna move up one one thing in the Fast Five to to the coveted okay. first slot, and that okay. is that Regal Cinemas announced today that they are closing all locations nationwide. No. How yes. did I miss that? So Re- Regal are, Cinemas. Are you sure? I'm just kidding. Uh, 
<laughs> liar! Liar! <laughs> I'm like, there's no way I missed this. Regal Cinemas is the second largest movie theater chain in the nation. Now, I, I thought, when, when I first read this, I thought, kaput, they're done for good, right? And yeah. that, that is not the case. Um, Cineworld CEO, who has an absolutely bonkers name, Mookie Grydinger said, <laughs> in, in this announcement, Mookie told us, we are like a grocery shop that doesn't have vegetables, fruit, or meat. We cannot operate for a long time without a product. And that, I, I, I think that the death knell uh, for, for this announcement was that Dune has been pushed from December 18th, 2020 to October 1st, 2021. What? Yes. Is that also in the Fast Five or is that just two in one? That, that, that is the second piece of news on the Fast Five. Wow, I did not know that. Oh, that's a whole year, basically. Yeah. So the, the uh, and only they don't even know if like the theaters will have recovered by then fully. Right. I, I mean, it, it's it's hard because you, you or if you, they'll be around. Right. Right. Like you 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 have to you you have to send some of these movies out as like a weather balloon, right? And 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 I think that <laughs> I, I I think that. Christopher Nolan and and Syncope and and, and Fox kind of bit the was it Fox anyway they 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 like they they bit the bullet I think it was Warner Brothers anyway they they bit the bullet sent Tenet out uh, and 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 it came back and the weather balloon was just mangled and and beaten down and 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 they were like okay um, we we should not send movies out into this climate that we've spent $400 million making and, and promoting. Right. Um, and, and low budget said, films. That's yeah. We got, we got to get some low budget films out there. We, what we need is like some Jerry Bruckheimer. Uh, we, 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 we need Michael some, Bay. Yeah, well, uh, M- Michael Bay, M- my, 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 Michael Bay will will take a Honda Civic and put like a spoiler and, and flames on the sides. Uh, so, but it's all CG though. So it's like how much that, money is really going into it? That's true. That's true. Um, but yeah, it, it, anyway, I've, I've talked a lot. I'll let you kind of react to everything that I've, that, that I've dumped on your lap. That, that is crazy. I did not know. I... So I, I listened to NPR on my morning commute and then coming home, and I did not listen today coming home, but that was the first headline uh, when I searched Regal Movie Chain was um, NPR's article talking about all f- closing all 536 U.S. theaters. And did you say they're the second largest? Yeah, right after AMC. Wow. Oh, yeah, right there. That is crazy. Um, yeah, I, I, I had no idea about Dune either. So that's very shocking. I'm really hoping Scoob can save, um, wait, is Scoob been released already? Yes. Oh, <laughs> I wasn't sure when Scoob, if Scoob was like, going to be a Christmas release or what? <laughs> we, no, we, that's the Croods. 
we, the we, part too. Yeah, we, we've we've mentioned Scoob like <laughs> ten times on this podcast. You, you meant, uh, we, Scoob may have been mentioned like second only to Star Wars in this podcast. <laughs> I haven't even seen it. Uh, it, it oh gosh, it raked in twenty one million dollars at the box office. <laughs> That so is that, so bad. That 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 that's another weather balloon that they sent out, and it just got beat to crap. <laughs> they should they should get like, the, like they should hire someone like Hank Azaria, who can do tons of different voices, mm-hmm. and like say, "All right, Hank, you get you get three million dollars to voice every character in this film, this this animated film." And then they'll—I mean—they'll still profit off of it. Uh, hope I mean, probably. You said they made twenty-eight million. So after production costs and all that, uh, that maybe they profit a little bit off of it. <laughs> They're like, okay, we we can we we can only uh, we 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 can only guarantee that we'll make like seven to nine million on this. So we we've we've got to really <laughs> trim it down. <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean they could just they 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 got to get a couple jack of all trades in there that can really no act, yeah. produce, direct. Yeah, you 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 need some people who can who can kind of uh, carry the load for everyone. Exactly. Totally. That's agree. shocking, though. I had no idea. Yeah. <laughs> just I I I hope that I can find more like shocking news where where the Fast Five is me just reading movie news to you and you're like what no (laughs) (laughs) Um, well the the funniest thing like i was just thinking about like my reactions to stuff like this uh because uh because grace will always say when i whenever i'm just whenever i'm just describing how good my food is um like as as descriptive as i get is oh it's got such good taste Oh, flavor. She's here correcting me. So, so it's like, so Skylar, uh, what did you think of dinner? Oh, it had such good flavor. And so she now mocks me about how I critique movies as well, being the same. Oh, it was, it was such good acting. Or it's like the most, it's like the most, <laughs> the, the minimal freaking cr- critique I can give. How, how was dinner? Yummy. Like, it was so yummy. What, what did you like about it? <laughs> Just, just the yumminess was was really high in this meal. <laughs> it was the combination of the Vienna sausages, mac and cheese, and hot dog, <laughs> or and, and and ketchup. Sorry, not hot dogs. I, I I love how you were able to get more flavor in the noodles by cooking it in the Vienna sausage juice. I I never would have thought of that. <laughs> uh, the brine, it's brine. Yeah, yeah, man, this is very 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 rich in sodium. <laughs> <sighs> um, I, 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 I don't, I, I don't mean to like continue to throw water on, on this, on this fire of enthusiasm that we have for, for movies seemingly coming back, but there, there's speculation Dune being pushed to October 1st, 2021 presents a problem because that is when the Batman was scheduled to be released. So there's speculation that the Batman is going to be pushed back further as well. Maybe a Batman will will just take Dune's place. <laughs> they just they're like, all right, uh, <laughs> we're not it, like we we announced Dune for October first, twenty twenty one. 
we totally forgot that the Batman is coming out that day. So Dune Any is chance ju- Batman can release this year. <laughs> Dune, Dune, Dune is just going to bow out entirely. <laughs> they just scrap Dune. Yeah. To, to, to show our contrition for, for stepping on the Batman's toes, we're, we're just not going to release it. Uh, welcome to the black parade, Batman. <laughs> yeah. That, okay. That, again that trailer looks so good and i it did look good we 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 talked about me not wanting like a very campy riddler for for some reason when we talked about it last i didn't realize that paul dano was going to be the riddler i feel like he's the man for the job yeah i was thinking paul dano or wayne knight (laughs) wayne knight (laughs) like (laughs) I can't do a good Wayne night, but that's pretty good. That's I'm pretty gonna, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna give up. Let let that one die on the vine. I'll 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 try and find the register for Wayne Knight before before next one. Anyway, I just I I, I hope that I, I hope that we can get some some real movies going out because like at some point we 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 got to do it or you know, AMC is going to close and, and fold for a while. Yeah. And, and then the crudes, to... the crudes can't help us. Yeah. Save us, Nicholas cage. <laughs> Cause he's in the crudes. Um, that has a pretty good cast. I thought. Yeah. Good cast. I, I honestly, if it comes down to it, I'm, I'm not opposed to reviewing the crudes. I uh, <laughs> come Christmas time. Yeah. If, 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 if they're going to push back all the good movies, Give me the slop. Just like what, 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 whatever they, I, 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 it's, it's getting to the point, not, not to be dramatic about this or anything, but I feel like we're in like solitary confinement and, 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 and it's getting to the point where they're just like a little slot in the door opens and they slide some gruel over and they're like, Hey, you want, you, you, you want new mutants? Uh, you want, <laughs> which you, had you, terrible reviews I heard. Yeah, they're like you. You want uh, Broken Hearts Gallery, huh? Huh? S- S- Selena Gomez is part of that. You want Broken Hearts Gallery? Uh, and 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 thus far, I, I've been able to like keep my keep my appetite at bay, keep my hunger strike going, waiting for for this big juicy steak of Dune or Wonder Woman eighty four or whatever to drop. But they 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 just said, hey, you know what? That steak, it's coming in a year. So eat your slop. And though they may even just re- end up releasing it on a streaming service. <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> hey, uh, Friendster's trying to get back in the game. So they paid $800 million for the exclusive streaming rights of Dune. <laughs> I don't even know what Friendster is. Friendster is it like was, Napster? No, fr- Friendster was yeah. like before, before uh, MySpace and before uh oh wow facebook yeah it it, it, it was it, it was like facebook before facebook uh but but it was far more limited but it predated myspace as well i, I i'm almost certain like they they, they were they, they were certainly uh like contemporaries but 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 i think that friendster may, may have beaten uh myspace to the to the gate i I mean, if MySpace really wants to try and make a comeback, they should buy the rights to Dune. 
MySpace is still around. Yeah, there, there, there are some bands who like my, MySpace has kind of made its way oh. back to to what it originally was, which is a place wow. for people to to discover bands and like learn about new music. I, I, I think that Dune might be a little too pricey of an IP for for MySpace to cover, but if if they wanted to try and get like Chicken Run. I, I, I think that that might be the sweet spot. It's like, hey, remember Chicken Run? You want to watch it? You got to come to MySpace. Like they have exclusive rights to it? Yeah. just you, unless, like, unless you have it on DVD or something. Physical media is becoming a, a bit of a commodity. Yeah, that's crazy. All right. I, I'm, I'm going to try and okay. steer this bus. Back, okay. Good idea. Back, good idea. Back out of the cornfield and 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 back onto the road because we we are like majorly so yeah turbo okay. lost. Uh, third thing in the fast five, James Cameron has said that Avatar two is one hundred percent filmed, and Avatar three is quote ninety five percent filmed. <laughs> what do you think? Did you well? Did, I was just, I, I'm, I'm only laughing because I texted or did I text this? To, no, I tagged you in some stuff on yeah, social yeah. media and it said just that it was like, it was screen rant that posted it. Mm-hmm. And they said that uh, James Cameron says the avatar two is completely finished. And then like, like 45 minutes later or something like that, they posted, <laughs> they posted another one saying James Cameron says that avatar three is also finished. Like wow, really, um, r- 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 really making it happen over in New Zealand, yeah, huh? We, we were all skeptical as to if there was ever going to be a release of a second Avatar, and then we got Gosh. two movies at the same time. I, I I still believe that that this is going to be a race against time. Uh, the 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 Avatar saga and James Cameron's natural life. What one, one of them will end before <laughs> the other, but I don't know which which is which. Do you think a second Avatar would do well? I think it would. I, I I'm gonna see it no matter what. Like I I I don't care if it's good, bad. I just I need the spectacle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and <sighs> Avatar left such a such a nothing cultural footprint that I I, I don't think that Avatar two, three, four, or five is going to do much in the way of like rectifying that, but there is beauty on Pandora and there is intrigue among the Navi. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I honestly don't know what, what happens like with the avatar people is, is Jake Sully Sullivan, like going to be the only avatar Navi person who, who like stays there or is Sigourney Weaver her avatar who has a, a Stanford t-shirt on still going to like, I think she y- died. Did she? I, not, not the what? actress, not Sigourney Weaver, I think, but the <laughs> character. RIP to Sigourney Weaver. Um, <laughs> I, I, I just, I, I don't know. Like hu- humans seem to, for all intents and purposes have left, ha- have left Pandora. They, they gave up or, you know, that, 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 that was my impression. 
but they also had like all those little hyperbaric chamber things that I'm assuming like they're running power from somewhere. And so if the humans are just leaving, I, 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 I don't know how everything's gonna, gonna pair up, right? And, and, and the, the idea of creating an avatar franchise where there aren't any actual people who are like being avatars anymore seems, seems kind of dumb to me. They, they should call it like the Navi, uh, I don't know, saga. Um, what if Avatar 2 was the, pers- so it's, it's the Navi's perspective of the Titanic sinking, right? Because so, that's James Cameron. So, so they're, they're, they're going to Lion King one and a half it, but instead of just doing the previous movie, they're just doing something in the James Cameron franchise. <laughs> yes. So James Cameron's actually creating a universe here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Some of them are true stories though. You, you, you don't realize that it's taking place on the Titanic until the very end. Uh, a, a, la, a, a la split. You, you don't realize it's a shared universe. <laughs> And then like Jack yeah. and Rose. The yeah, the the very end of this movie about the Navi going on a boat ends <laughs> with you with you seeing a, a big iceberg. <laughs> or, or or it's like you see uh is it yeah, you see Jake swimming underwater and then and then Jack's frozen body just drifts just drifts by him. It's like in uh in in Oh wait, Jake Sullivan might be a real person. Maybe wait. I have that name wrong. No, I think you're right, Jake. Uh, Jake Sully. Okay, yeah, I- I'm I'm right. Um, I think yeah, yeah, we're good. Okay, but there's also a U.S. politician named uh, Jake Sullivan. So I don't know. Vote for him. Don't. I don't care. <laughs> I I just um, like parting shot on this. I'm just going to say the the fact that Avatar 2 is 100% filmed means very little to me because like I I I don't know if this means that everything has been filmed with with CGI like already locked and loaded or if this means mm-hmm. that a a bunch of perverts in green morph suits with with little ping pong balls all over their head have have done the mocap for the movie. You know what I mean? Uh, I I mean I, I know what you mean. I, I don't know like all the details you just mentioned, um, especially with the ping pong balls, but yeah, I get the gist. Like, like you, you, you know how when they're doing the motion capture, motion capture stuff, they, they have to get into like the little suits so that they can yeah, emulate yeah. like human movement. And I shouldn't have called oh, them I, I, well, And I thought when you said perverts, I thought you meant like they were, they were <laughs> pat. <laughs> I thought you meant that they were using ping pong balls to like, present themselves as larger than they actually no, are in no no I, I i just i i, I, I wanted I, I wanted to get a cheap shot in on all the mocap artists in the world i shouldn't have done that <laughs> sorry that's mo-cap okay people they are they are perverts though did you say it, perverts i i did i did okay. you're, you're like they're they're perverts i'm like i didn't call them perverts <laughs> <laughs> what are you or pedos or whatever i don't know oh jeez <laughs> That's a pretty heavy allegation. Well, anyway, I, I, I wasn't sure what you said. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Something with a P that was negative. We're, we're, we're going to, I, I just broke the window. Right, and we're, ju- we're, yeah, we're, we're, we're jumping out of the, out, out of the room. Too far. 
Uh, and then finally, in our Fast Five, Ryan Reynolds had a trailer drop uh, for, for his movie Free Guy, set to release December 11th. Oh. Have you heard about this movie? Is it, wait, did you say it's free or three? Free, like Free Willy. Okay. F-R-E-E, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think at, when we went to see Empire, they had a trailer for this. Yes. I think. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I believe so. So, so the, the, the idea is Ryan Reynolds is a guy named Guy uh, in, in, in a town, like in Freetown or whatever. What? And oh my gosh. I did not even, re- I didn't know the plot at all. I think I'm, we must have come in halfway through the trailer. Anyway. Yeah. So, so he is, he, he, he's a mild mannered bank attendant who frequently gets robbed by people with like bazookas and, and, and people will like, come in on Hummers or whatever with, with, with a machine gun attached to the side. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's chaos, but that's just kind of his life. And, and every day he goes to work and, 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 and does whatever they say. But he, he starts to have a bit of an identity crisis and wonder if there's, if there's more to life. Come to find out, he is an NPC, a non-playable character in like this open world game. Uh, he he kills one of the like actual players and, and, and takes these glasses where he can now see this open world uh, through the eyes of a gamer. And, and, and he sees that there are like, you know, challenges and, and, and bonuses or whatever. So, so the idea is like, what, what would happen if some of these computer generated uh, people that, that you pass in, in these video games, like what if they became self-aware and started playing the game as well? Uh, seems interesting. If it comes out December 11th, I, boy, am I excited. It's, it's like, um, uh, it's, it's kind of like the Terminator. Yes. I mean, sort of. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was just meaning like AI coming. Yeah, you know. Coming okay. To yes. Life. Yes. Yes. In, in that in that regard, it is. Sorry. <laughs> it's like I I, I, was, to... I was looking up the cast here, but um, Joe Keery's going to be in this. Interesting. Um, looks pretty good. I I may I may check it out. Depend. I mean, it seems like it's going to be a slow year for movies, so we may uh may go check that one out. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. No doubt. Uh, Taika Waititi's in it too. Yes. Yeah. He, uh, he, he had a funny little cameo in the, in the trailer that made me excited. All right. Okay. Well, that, that's the fast five. I mean, that's, Sweet. that's it. Maybe some of you are thinking, how could you possibly say that's it after all the detours that you took, but that's it folks. Uh, I apologize. That, a lot of that was me. Ah, Hey, uh, our movie this week is all the money in the world. Uh, this is a 2017 release. It is, it is uh, directed by Ridley Scott. In 1973, kidnappers demanded $17 million from billionaire J. Paul Getty, played by Christopher Plummer, in exchange for his grandson's release. Getty refuses to pay the perpetrators a single penny despite their desperate pleas, or despite the desperate pleas from his former daughter-in-law, Gail, and advisor Fletcher Chase. With nowhere to turn, Gail and Fletcher soon become unlikely allies in a race against time to save the teen's life. 
Skylar, what'd you think of this movie? Uh, what did you give it out of a hundred? I decided to give it an 81 out of a hundred. Um, I really enjoyed it. Um, getting really descriptive here with like I do with my food. So, um, let's see. Uh, one thing, so it was fun for me to watch it again. Um, I had seen it a few years ago, soon after it had been released. It was fun for me to watch it again because my wife and I had, had been to, uh, we went to Italy last, um, last Christmas and spent some time in Rome and we actually got to see the fountain where he was kidnapped, um, which was pretty cool to see on a tour. Uh, and I, 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 I uh, actually saw someone get kidnapped there. So it was. <laughs> You're like, wow. <laughs> it, yeah, it's, it's actually a pretty regular. Um, it, it's almost like an event, you know, when in Rome kind of thing that you just go get kidnapped at this fountain, but. When, 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 when I, when I was a younger man, uh, some, some of, some of the, some of the young men from church and I, uh, all, all went on a whitewater rafting trip to the Nantahala river in Tennessee. And we were told, uh, while we were there, Hey, this is where the movie deliverance was filmed. And I had no idea what that was. And, you know, just thought, Hey, a movie's been filmed there. And then when we got to like the gift shop, I did a little more exploration and found out that deliverance is where some inbred hillbillies try to like kill and rape these people who they find on the river. And and, and they're like running for their lives, the whole movie. Uh, that kind of feels like displaying like, Hey, this fountain is where, uh, it, it yeah. is where Charlie Plummer got, got kidnapped and all the money in the world. <laughs> um, it, it was really cool to see the sights. I, like Trevi fountain was in a, a scene, I believe. Yeah. Um, but I, 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 I thought that, um, the acting, like I thought Mark Wahlberg was really good in this as well as Michelle Williams were both fantastic. Um, remarkably like Christopher Plummer did such a good job with only however, whatever limited time he had to, you know, reshoot in the film or whatever. It, it was, it was overall a really good movie. Um, I, I, when I was watching it, I realized it's, it is somewhat difficult to review um, like true stories compared mm -hmm. to other movies, just because it's like it's more of a retelling rather than there's not a whole lot of depth to it. I, I guess I should say so. Um, I, I I may be saying in advance that I, I've done some research uh, about what you know I'm gonna I'm gonna say with this, but um, as we're going into our review, but. I, I may be somewhat limited in what I get into here. Yeah, I, I think this is going to be a pretty quick review, which given given the meandering tone of uh, of the opening of this episode may be good. I, I gave this a 73 out of 100. Uh, I, I liked it. I, I think I think you and I had, like you you saying that it's hard to, hard to really review this. I, I, I felt like this would make a better book than a movie. Um, mm. Just because there, there were some things that I wanted a lot more of, um, especially like a little more the information. 
I wanted both ears off. Uh, I, I, I just, I, I wanted to know a little bit more about Getty, the billionaire. Yes, yes, me too. Because and 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 I'll get into this a little more later, but like it, it felt hard to take him seriously almost. Like he he didn't feel like a real person. Uh, and 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 Ridley Scott may have been bound by you know the the life of J. Paul Getty. Like may, maybe he was just a real piece of crap. Uh, it was it was a very subtle movie. And, and, and one that lacked the frenetic energy that, that I've kind of become accustomed to with other kidnapping movies. Uh, so, like, if, if given the choice to rewatch this or Taken, I'm probably going to go Taken. Uh, yeah, j- j- so. Just because it's like a, a fast-paced, you know, you, you're, you're on the edge of your seat. I do, however, appreciate the ways in which this uh, added a little more depth and nuance to like they 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 made the kidnappers characters in the movie not merely an obstacle to overcome not 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 merely bodies to throw onto the pile which a movie like Taken does not do uh, I, I I feel like if if you were to watch that movie I, I think it's like Armenians that kidnap his daughter I think so yeah if, if that was your only introduction to Armenians as like a people, you would say every single Armenian person like is bad news. And that's obviously yep. not true. So I, right. I, I, I appreciate that this movie took a little more time with, with, with the captors and, and, and tried to strike a balance between those who are just in it for the bare naked greed and, and, and those who had a little more heart. Um. What what did you think of the like in, in term? Did you think they did a good job with the reshoot of uh, Kevin Spacey being replaced by Christopher Plummer? Kevin it, Christopher Plummer oh. was replaced, or, or excuse me, Wait. Kevin Spacey was in this movie. Oh my gosh! Okay, yes. So I sorry, and I I, I don't know if <laughs> I don't know if you knew. So prior to this release. This was this was huge news. So, Kevin Spacey was uh, J. Paul Getty, and they had released trailers with him in the, as J. Paul Getty. And then, the Me Too movement comes out. Yeah, yeah. And Kevin Spacey uh, obviously falls under a lot of criticism for his past, and so they reshoot the movie a month before release. I am floored by this information (laughs) it was it was i think it was like 20 something days before release they reshot all of kevin spacey's scenes with christopher Plummer, and coincidentally the the young man who play who is kidnapped yeah charlie Plummer's actual grandson okay okay i i i thought because one of the things I was going to say was, man, it's like, it, it's, it's so interesting. If you know that, that Charlie Plummer's Christopher Plummer's grandson, like that, that just makes it even more like twisting the knife. And, and when, when you were talking about like, man, they, they were able to get reshoots in just under the wire. I, I was thinking like, does Skylar think that 
Christopher Plummer died right after this. Like he's still, he's still doing it. He, he, he right. was another enigmatic wealthy person in, in Knives Out. Like he, you know. Yeah. I had no idea. All right. You know what? Because of that, I'll bump it up to a 76. Okay. <laughs> 76 out of 100 for all the money in the world. Three points for their ability to scrub Kevin Spacey less than a month before release. And they released on time too. So one thing that about Take this, notes, Dune. Yeah, what? <laughs> um, one thing that was interesting with this, so they ended up, it was super expensive to reshoot because they had to fly Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams back to Rome to reshoot some of these scenes. And Mark Wahlberg had slimmed down for another role because all of his scenes were done. And so you see a skinny Mark Wahlberg at the end of the movie. Um, mm. And so they had to get like, they had to like stuff his clothes a little bit, but you can still see in his face that he slimmed down quite a bit. But um, yeah, I, 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 I thought that was crazy. And I hadn't ever, I hadn't, I had seen the trailers, the original trailers. I did not remember them. Mm-hmm. Seeing Kevin Spacey as J. Paul Getty, like, he, oh, and by the way, he was up for an Academy Award before he got re, before that he got scrapped. Dang. So like, it, it, apparently his performance was stellar, and I think uh, Mark Wahlberg and Michelle Williams may have been at least nominated for some Academy Awards for this. Um, but supposedly Kevin Spacey was a front runner. Um, because of how good of a job he did as J. Paul Getty. And and if you watch the original trailer, it, it is like, it, it's shocking how big of a difference, uh, how different he looks. And I think we would have got a different J. Paul Getty in the story had that not happened. If, if I had looked at any of the critic reviews, every single one of them touched on the, the last minute recast. Mr. Plummer, who replaced Kevin Spacey in the role of J. Paul Getty, uh, is magnetic in the film. Despite now infamous last minute tinkering, this, la- this fact-based fa- uh, tale emerges as a fine pulp thriller bathed in director Ridley Scott's trademark visual richness, blah, blah, blah. Just on and on. I, I-, I don't know how I missed that. Anyway, man, it's crazy. very crazy. Yeah. Um, I, I, again, like, I-, I-, I, thought- I thought Christopher Plummer did a great job with what he was given. Uh, but one one of the biggest takeaways is like being rich is one heck of a drug. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like at, at the beginning when, uh, when, when, when Getty is with Paul and, and they're, and they're a little bit younger, he's, he's taking him through these ruins and he says like, I, I, I used to live here with my wife and all my concubines in fact, I, I was the ruler of of Rome or whatever, and 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 I, if I if memory serves, I think he was talking about like Emperor Nero or something. Like yeah, he, yeah. He 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 truly believed that he was, you know, just this this great ruler, this this maverick that just kept coming back and 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 crushing it every time he was he 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 lives. I like. I never send an email without assuming that I misspelled at least one word. So I I, I can't even imagine this level of of hubris where where you think like not only 
am I great in this life? But I've lived countless other lives in which I have been one of history's most, m- most you know, successful people and rulers of men. Yeah. Well, going along with that, I don't remember what movie it was. Grace and I watched a movie recently. Um, I believe it was also a true story, but it, it, it was a similar idea where like um, th- there was a, an extremely wealthy individual who was not willing to part with an ounce of their money. Like the, it's just crazy to see like when you get that wealthy, um, like not even being willing to part like with something that is, I mean, just a tiny percent of what you have. Yeah. And in this case, it's or in order to save a family member. And so, right. It really is just, it's a, it is a wild story. Like he, he, I mean, he's the rich, he was the richest man in history at that, up to that point. And so just, it was, it, it's a truly crazy story. I, I think like they, R- Ridley Scott did a good job of peppering in a little bit of, of characterization that, that, that I think was meant to, to be indicative of a larger point throughout the film. So, so one, one, one of the lines, like, you you wonder why how how could someone be just so endlessly cruel not not only to his grandson but to to his daughter-in-law and you 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 hear him say to himself after after turning Michelle Williams away for the umpteenth time he said those children are my blood they're mine and she took them and 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 so I I think like all of this to him is just a big game, and like he he's not going to let anyone get you know get 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 the upper hand or like get get an ounce over him, and 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 so she I I, I don't know like he he refuses to budge um, because of everything that you know he he's been through. And, and, and part of that is letting his grandson's life and at the very least ear hang in the balance. Yeah. Um, I, it, it really is. Well, and, and for me, like I thought the dynamic of, I, I, I thought the side of the, like the grandfather of, of J Paul Getty um, and his dealings with his family, I thought that is a even more crazy story than the actual kidnapping. Like, yeah, it's crazy to see both sides of that where um, th- there's an actual crime taking place, and-, and on the other side of that, something possibly even more vile is happening that's not even criminal necessarily. It, it, it it's just. A, a, a story I had no idea about prior to seeing this film. Yeah. And I didn't think like, I hadn't even heard, heard that before. And uh, I, I, I don't even remember if I knew until at the end of the film that it was a true story. I, I believe Grace and I watched it on an airplane originally, but um, it was, it was, it, it's just crazy. It's just a wild, wild ride. 
This, I think, would be a near-perfect airplane movie. Uh, I, I mean, it, it, it's pretty pretty good length. Like, it, it's it's going to get you, if not to your destination, at least like pretty close. Uh, yeah. Unless not, you're unless it's a fourteen-hour flight. Yeah. <laughs> if, <laughs> if if that, I, I don't know. What uh, watch it? Take an Advil PM and just just <laughs> just, just kind of sink it sink into your seat for the rest of it that's right um but yeah i i i i wish we had gotten a little more in terms of exposition again about who j paul gettys was Uh uh-huh there 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 was a lot of attention given to uh fletcher fletcher chase mark Wahlberg's character and there was a lot of attention given to Michelle Williams' character, uh, and, and and then of course we we had to check in on on Paul and and his captors every now and again. I I think I would have enjoyed this movie more if we had kept them a little more at the wings and 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 had a few more moments of self reflection from J. Paul Gettys himself. Yeah, I, I I would have liked to see an inside look. I, I don't know, and I the hard thing maybe with that is like I don't know how the reshoots maybe took mm. away from that, um, or it could just be a lack of information we have about right. J. Paul Getty as well. But um, I I totally agree with that. I I think it would have served the movie very well to have some more insights from uh, Christopher Plummer. The trinket statue scene was brutal. Oh. Where, like, M- Michelle Williams finally has a whiff of hope, brings it to Sotheby's Rome. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 and he's like, this is a trinket. This, this, you know, I'll, I'll give you $6 for this. Right, right. But then, <laughs> so, for, for a minute, like, uh, like, uh christopher christopher Plummer, when 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 he was giving it to paul he talked about like this is on the black market i i I finally got him down to like his lowest number uh it it, it should be worth a million dollars do you want to have it i I, when 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 the sotheby's guy said i can't help you go go to the museum and talk to this person uh, I thought, ooh, okay, like he he can't appraise it, he can't take it because it's hot. But right, but but may, maybe there's someone at the at the museum who can who can help out. And I, I that honestly would have been very intriguing. It's like, look, we would love to have this in our collection. Unfortunately, like we 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 have a database. We know that this item has been has been lifted. We can only give you like two fifty or whatever. But no, it's just like hi, you wanted to see me? And she's it, it, like comically surrounded by those things. Like, <laughs> I know. It's so, dozens it's all around her. Um, I, honestly, I, I don't have much more to say. And, and my apologies, because it was, it was a good movie to watch, a difficult one to review, but. I, uh, no, I mean, this, if, if you're interested, um, this this is a good movie. I, I I feel like watching the trailer. I thought this was going to be a blood fist action movie. Uh, right. 
where it's not that at all <laughs> no no it's much it, more of a drama yeah yeah very 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 subtle um uh, uh, other than one like particularly jarring scene uh where where his captors oof need need to need to show that they mean business I, I I just hit the fast forward like five or six times and got to the next scene and, and we and we were cruising we were cruising, uh, <laughs> but yeah v- very good and I I guess the last thing I want to say about uh, about J Paul Getty's is and and just like how unbelievable it was uh, him him not you know he's like I, I won't give you one red cent um, right. I, I was reminded about how owners of sports teams, like these billionaires, pe- people people who count their count their worth in in B's, not not M's, right? Like they just <laughs> they 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 have an unbelievable and frankly unconscionable amount of wealth. Um, the these are the sort of people who who buy who buy up sports teams. Uh, other than the sale, the, the eventual sale price of these organizations, they the best you can hope for is to break even on e- each year. I mean the, the 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 Golden State Warriors, the Los Angeles Lakers, like the the the, the New York Yankees, like these these are these are teams that are trying their best to break even every year. And and, and of course, if they if they represent losses, then that that's fine because the owners have a hundred other businesses and they, they can write that off, blah, blah, blah. But yep. it's, it's a vanity project and, and, and it's a way for owners to play a game that they're good at. And that is the game of negotiation. Uh, so like the, the, these, these sports owners were never gifted enough to, uh, to, to step on the court and play basketball, football, tennis hockey baseball whatever uh but they've spent their whole lives sharpening their skills on negotiation and and, and so the these sports teams are are their sandbox and and i think that in in the same way as opposed to reacting in a way that a human might when when they find out that like their 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 kin is in mortal danger uh, J. Paul Getty saw this as a, a, a as a challenge and and kind of something a, a game that he could win uh, and right. so I don't know uh, that that that's that's truly the only thing that that I could think to you know to to make sense of it but right it's like a disconnect from reality is really what it is that, yeah like the things that go on in the real world are don't they're not real to 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 a lot of those people right if if nothing else i i think that this is a great movie uh to explain why 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 no one should ever have a billion dollars for any reason whatsoever uh that that yep agree that, that little scene about mark Wahlberg. He's like, sir, you, you know, you, you said it was a good day at the market. You you and I both know that what you made today could pay for for your grandson's ransom 10 times over. And he said, no, yeah. 
Oil may be falling. I've never been more vulnerable than right now. Sir, how, how much is going to be enough? More. Right. Right. Man, that was a great Christopher Plummer I just gave. That was really good. <laughs> More. <laughs> it's like Kylo Ren. <laughs> More. More. <laughs> let's, let's end it off. We'll, we'll do our metal stand. Okay. Again, this, this movie, not, not, not a ton of, uh, of, of, of latitude to work with. So we're just going to yeah. do a quick, quick top three worst three characters to get kidnapped by who like, you know, we, we've, we've seen a lot of people on the silver screen. Some might make good companions. Some might make good captors. Maybe they, maybe they take care of, of strangers and, and those under their watch. Uh, and then there are others who, who may not be so great. So we're, we're going to do top three worst characters to get kidnapped by. Skylar, let's, let's start with you. What's, what's your bronze medalist? My bronze medalist is Jack Torrance. Okay. From, from The Shining. Yeah. Um, I uh, also, have we even considered reviewing The Shining before? Uh, it, it, it hasn't come up, no. Well, uh, w- w- that's a st- conversation for a different time, but um, <laughs> The Shining is so good. Uh, it's very book, good. Book and movie. Um. Jack Torrance is a loose cannon. Uh, well, at times, I, I'd say for for a good chunk of The Shining, a very loose cannon. Um, yeah, obviously no. turns on his family. Um, doesn't end up end up killing either of them, fortunately. But um, yeah, I, I I would not want to be held captive by one Jack Torrance. A great pick. I mean, I, I understand, you know, not, not, not only is he, would, would he be someone bad to be uh, captured by, but it, it seems where he goes, trouble follows. So. Right. Definitely. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't want to mess with any of that red rum. <laughs> um, all right. My, my number three, uh, you might know them as the wet bandits from home alone. Uh, I, even though I have a little bit of confidence that I might be able to outsmart them or at least cause them to like whack themselves in the nards or, or uh, face plant into a hot iron. I, I, I just, again, I, I don't know if I was in their care, like if I had already been kidnapped, whether, whether I would be taken care of enough to, to get to some sort of safe harbor. So the Wet Bandits, for me, is number three. Okay. Very good pick. Um, I didn't, they didn't even cross my mind, so that was a good one. Is that, <laughs> is that, like, is that actually their name, is the Wet Bandits? I thought so. Uh, is it, it's probably mentioned in Home Alone somewhere. The Wet Bandits. Like in the news or something like that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, the, the, the Wet Bandits were a duo of criminals comprised of Marge... Marv Merchants and Harry Lime. I thought you were going to say Large Marge for a second. <laughs> I, I would hate to be captured by her, but she didn't make my list. <laughs> Pee Wee Herman, man. I love that show. Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Okay. Yeah. Um, my silver medal is uh, kind of fits the mold you were talking about of 
um, a, a person who misfortune seems to always follow them. So I chose Clark Griswold, mm-hmm. not because not because he would be a, a like torturous or evil <laughs> or anything like that, but simply because disaster seems to follow and misfortune seems to follow him wherever he goes. And so just to distance myself from that as much as possible, he is my silver medalist. Yeah. A good pick. Thank you. Um, my, my silver medalist is Sid from toy story. Oh gosh. I I've, I've seen what he does to, to individuals in his care. So yeah, I mean, you, you, you see what he does to, to the, uh, to, to the toys, but like, have you seen that dog? I mean, what, what happened to that dog? I don't, I don't remember the, the, the dog. It's fine, but it's just so clearly abused. uh, No constructed in like windows 97 or whatever. (laughs) The, the animation for the dog is like the worst thing that Pixar has ever, has ever made. I have to believe that it's partially uh, Sid's Has to do with Sid. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I I watched a documentary recently on, uh, I believe it was on Netflix about Pixar, and so cool to see, like, I I guess I had no idea how big Toy Story was when it originally came out and how groundbreaking it was, but Mm -hmm. really cool and excellent pick with Sid. Yeah. I, I, I just... Uh, like if if I wasn't getting tortured, which would probably be uh, a big ask if, if if I if I were kidnapped by Sid, uh, best case scenario, by the time the cops found me, I'd be to like sixty four pixels. I mean, just very very grainy image, and I wouldn't want that. So that's my uh, that's my silver medal. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. All right. Let's go to, okay. let's go to silver. Okay, here we go. All right. My last pick, I chose Norman Bates. Ooh. Um, I chose Norman Bates for my gold. Um, I don't, I don't know really how much I, I even need to say. Norman Bates is, uh, spoiler alert, um, if you haven't seen Psycho, um, Norman Bates is the serial killer in Psycho um the the titular psycho that he is the psycho yes and uh has one of the most iconic um murder scenes in cinematic history in the shower the knife in the shower um i I think just the unease i get from that scene like the scene itself isn't even necessarily very i mean i feel like there is some violence there but it's not extremely graphic but just like the unease of the motel in general, like Norman Bates always makes me feel uncomfortable. So whenever I'm watching it. it is, is there any hope, any chance that we will review Psycho as a, as a podcast? I would say, yeah, we haven't really even, we haven't even, have we even done, reviewed any horror? Uh, no, and 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 that that's that's a bit of a godsend to me. I I, I will tell you, I have a, a famously low threshold for for horror, but I can handle like you know. Judy and Punch was kind of thriller ish. Mm-hmm. Um, I but that might that might have been maybe the more 
Like, I don't think we've gotten into anything suspenseful. Yeah. Judy and Punch, uh, it, 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 was, it was not a pleasant watch, but right. cer- certainly not like the same horror. It, anyway, yes, there, 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 there are a few cool things about Psycho that, that I will uh, reserve for, for hope that we want one day review it. Okay. Um, my, my gold medal is the one, the only uh, Pennywise. Oh yikes! I I I just I think first off I I don't want to be anywhere near that guy. I mean, no, for, forget about it. But uh, his his ability to constantly transform into my worst fears, yeah, would would would, would make virtually any time with him uh, hellish. So. Pennywise is it. He's he, he's numero uno on my list of, of characters that I would not want to be kidnapped by. He, um, did you, I'm guessing you didn't see the remake? No, of it? no, okay. never. It, it's, it's, it's really good. Um, par, both parts I thought were really good, but uh, yeah, that, I, I think that trumps all, all of my picks as I, I think Pennywise is, is right up there. I don't think you can get any worse. I, I, I apologize to any of our listeners who, who may in their heart of hearts been saying, boy, I, I can't wait until $5 Tuesdays cover some, some horror, uh, horror movies. And I'm just like, <laughs> uh, that's, that's a little too spooky for me. <laughs> we, we, we can try it, but I'm, I'm certain that I will DNF a, a lot of, uh, a, a lot of these very scary movies. So. Anyway, um, I, I think that does it for our lists. Good lists all around. I, yeah. I, 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 have, a, uh, I have a suggestion. Okay. Um, and that is, uh, you, you were talking about what kind of guests we could get on, on the podcast. Yep, yep. And... It's not quite Donny Osmond. Okay. But Ryan, our spectacular fact checker. Yes. Has agreed to come and, and guest host a podcast on one condition. Oh, is he looking for money? <laughs> he wants $17 million. Uh, he... He wants to pick the movie. Okay. Cool. Yes. And he Definitely. has chosen Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace. Yes. Uh, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm excited that you're excited. I think that this is I probably th- th- this debate is probably going to be a two-on-one uh, against me. Oh, okay. I. I, I would love to have my opinion of the Phantom Menace changed, but uh, just listen to Dave Filoni. He's all you need to hear to get your opinion of the Phantom Menace to change. I know, I, and and like so, something that I'm sure we'll talk about. I love the ideas, right? Like I I I I see the vision, but it just it it gets a little too bogged down in 
galactic trade federations and uh, like trade embargoes. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll get into it, but yeah, that, okay. that's, that, that's the suggestion. I, I'm totally down for that. You can expect a fan theory out of me. <laughs> All right. The, the, Maybe the we ro- should review Human Centipede next time after that. Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> fan theory. <laughs> the, the off-screen romance between Jar Jar Binks and one of Senator <laughs> Amidala's handmaidens is the greatest love story ever told. <laughs> Oh my gosh! We, we 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 get virtually no confirmation or even or, or or even clues about it in the movie, but to the discerning viewer, it's one of the greatest <laughs> love stories ever told. <laughs> to the discerning viewer, okay, yeah, yeah, I, I'm totally down. Um, I would, I think that'd be great. All right, cool. Well, that that does it for us. Episode fifteen. Uh, thank you all for listening. We're we're awfully glad that you that you join us uh, episode after episode. We we look forward to welcoming on a guest host next uh, next episode, and we'll see you for episode sixteen. Until then, stay zippy. See ya.